Rebel Yell podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network. It is midweek, and we are smack dab in the middle of round one, round two of the WPIAL playoffs. Quarterfinals taking place Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then we get into the semifinals Saturday, next Monday and Tuesday. A day of rest next Wednesday, except for maybe some consolation games. And then the championships next Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Peterson Event Center, University of Pittsburgh. So let's update you on the girls' uh, playoffs, what's going on as we say and welcome in Riley Calakay, the injured superstar from Upper St. Clair who joined us last week. We hope you uh, had a chance to check that out, our, our playoff preview, and she will join us. She joins us this week and hopefully from uh, here on out. Riley, uh, cut in class, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, let's give it on A-push right now. Yeah. We won't say anything. We'll whisper so no one knows. Um, let's start in uh, in Class A. Um, small bracket, 12 teams, four head first round by. So four teams haven't even played yet. They will play on Thursday in quarterfinal action. Um, significant favorite, the Union Scotties, champions a year ago. <clears throat> they will open up at home against West Green. West Green won their first round contest against Jeanette 55-33. Uh, Kendra Tharp with 13 points to lead the Pioneers. Check out this one. West Green's got to travel 104 miles, one hour and 40-some minutes to go from West Green, which is one of the lowest points of the WPI in Green County, to Union, one of the higher points up north in Lawrence County. Um, that's a 7 o'clock tip at Union. The other game on that side of the bracket, quarterfinals, it's a 4-5 matchup. Riverview, the fourth seed, first round by Monesson, crushed Leechburg in round one, 63-15. Haley Johnson with 15 for the Hones. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously for the first round or the second round with Union and West Green, Union's favored. But last game against Jeanette, West Green had three players who scored in double digits. So they have multiple forces that I think will help them out in their game against Union. Um, and then also, I think in the game, the game coming up against Riverview, um, I think that will be a good game as well. Both teams are obviously really close in seeds. So I think that that will play out accordingly. I think that it'll end up being a close game, probably down to the end. Is there such a thing when you're when you're making those long treks and you see that a lot in the state playoffs? Uh, where you have where you're on a bus for an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. Um, you know, most schools will try to get to their destination way early just to yeah. sort of unwind, stretch out, all that stuff. But does that have an effect on how a team starts? I mean, I think that some teams definitely will probably start out a little bit slower coming off of that long sit. Because I mean, as most people would, but. If you get there at a reasonable time, you have enough time to warm up. It shouldn't affect you too much. Maybe the first two or three minutes, but after that, I don't think it should have too much of an impact. All right. Right side of the bracket in Class A, number two seed, runners-up a year ago, Aquinas Academy. Their postseason debut is coming up Thursday, 6 o'clock at St. Joe's. Aquinas Academy will be taking on Eden Christian Academy. They were 51-40 winners over Geibel Catholic in round one, that was a 10, defeating a seven. And St. Joe's, the number three seed, they will be hosting a first-round game 
uh, coming up Thursday, 8 o'clock. That's sort of a doubleheader on the right side of the bracket at St. Joe's. The Spartans taking on Bishop Canavan, the Crusaders' big winners, 53-17 over Mapletown. I think that, especially going down to the Bishop Canavan game, that that upset is going to give them a little bit of momentum going into that game against St. Joe's. Um, I think oftentimes beating a team that's a higher or a team that's a lower seed like that by a big amount um, will definitely give you a bit of a push going in like that. Obviously, Aquinas Academy is probably favored on that side, but I mean, Eden Christian Academy just had another upset. Uh, Emmy Smith played well for them, so I think that they're not going to let Aquinas Academy just have a win. Yeah, Emmy with 15. Uh, back to Bishop Canavan, Amari Elliott, 17. I think the Crusaders only have seven or eight wins all year. They play a yeah. very rigorous non-section schedule, but they've won four or five, so they're sort of peaking at the right time. Absolutely. All right, let's go to 2A. These quarterfinal matchups are Wednesday. We're taping this Wednesday, so tonight um, around uh, the WPIO. Four matchups. We'll start on the left side, uh, two contests. Top seed Greensburg Central Catholic. They, whew, man, they had their way with Northgate, seventy-seven to ten. The Centurions making a statement. Up next, they will play number nine seed Rochester. The Rams uh, defeating Burgettstown, forty-eight thirty-nine. Um, Marky Taylor <clears throat> in that game for the Rams with twenty-one points. Uh, the four seed Fort Cherry Rangers, 66 to 16 winners over Beth Center, thanks to Rainey Staub's 30 points. They will be playing Southside. The Rams, a 12 seed, upset Chartiers Houston, 43 to 38. Uh, Bailey Sternissa, our player of the week last week from Southside, scored 20 points in that upset win for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, look at Greensburg. They had four players in their first round that scored over double-digit points. I mean, that's going to be a team that, in order to be, you got to play great team defense. Um, and Bailey Trinisa, I mean, twenty points got in the first round and upset like that. That's a big, that's a big game for her. I think going into that, if she has a good game, that that game could be super close against Fort Cherry. Mm. That game, uh, Southside Fort Cherry, will be at Peters Township uh, on Wednesday at eight o'clock. Uh, Greensburg Central Rochester at Chartiers Valley at 6 o'clock. Let's go to the right side of the bracket. Aliquippa, the number two seed, they roll big over California, 53-18 in round one. Honesty Johnson, 20 points for the Quips. Great matchup in round two. They'll be taking on Ayana Wade and the Clareton Bears. Clareton, a 10 seed, knocked off Freedom in overtime, 78-65. Ayana doing what she does. 52 points in that victory for the Bears. That game will be 6 o'clock at North Hills High School, and it will be 3 versus 11 uh, in the other game on the right side of the bracket. Sarah Catholic takes care of business against Brentwood, 59-23. Abby Jeans with 18 points for the Eagles. Uh, Jasmine Hollins with 21 as Winchester Thurston upsets Washington. Tough First round for the Section 4 champs, both Washington and Chartier's Houston co-champs lose. Washai falls to Winchester Thurston, 51-38. to Yeah, I mean, that Washington-Winchester Thurston game, Winchester Thurston had two players that are scoring over 20, which 
if you're not playing tight man-to-man defense, that's going to be hard to stop. So I think going into that Sarah Catholic game, if they can stay on that roll, it's that's still going to be a close game. Um, obviously, going up to the Aliquippa Claritin game, that's going to be a great game. I think that Aliquippa being an all-around scoring team and not just a couple players here and there doing one, like doing all of it, will definitely give them an advantage going into that. But if Claritin can play some good defense, then they could definitely pull it off too. Have you had a chance to see Ayana Wade play? Yeah, I've, I've played against her a few times actually. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. She can score the basketball. Um, again, 52 in that win. Uh, Aliquippa Clarendon at North Hills at 6. Sarah Catholic Winchester Thurston at Bethel Park also at 6 o'clock. All right, let's uh, move up to Class 3A. These quarterfinal games also are tonight, Wednesday. Uh, top seed, Avonworth, 64-13 winners over Apollo Ridge. The uh, Lopes will get a third meeting with Keystone Oaks. They were in the same section. They beat the Golden Eagles twice. Avonworth, or excuse me, Keystone Oaks defeated Burrow 49-34. That game 6 p.m. Wednesday at Mount Lebanon. Uh, Nishanik, the number three seed, rolls big over Brownsville 63-36. Um, Kate Fries, 15 points to lead the Lancers. Up next will be... Fifth seed South Park, so it's a four-five matchup. The Eagles win over Mount Pleasant, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Brooke Palo with ten for the Eagles. I think the Avonworth is definitely going to be a team that's going to be hard to stop early on. Uh, but Keystone Oaks is definitely familiar with them. Obviously, they've played them in section for several years now. Elena Wagner's having a pretty good season, so I think if she can lead her team through it, that they'll do pretty well. I think. Also, uh, going into the South Park game, Peyton Newman against Brownsville had 13 points and 10 rebounds, so she's another force for them on top of Kate Fry's that will help them uh, when they're playing South Park. Uh, but I think that that game will be a super close one. Four and five seeds are always close games. I'm a big believer, Riley, in 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 when you have a heavy favorite, uh, no matter what round of the playoffs you're talking about, Um Teams that are familiar with them, say teams from the same section, or maybe you played them once as a non-section opponent earlier this yep. year, have an advantage because they're you you sort of take away that intimidation factor. You you, you know they're you know what they are. Both teams know what they are, but I think they're that a lot of times some of these te- some of the really good teams mm-hmm. can almost win in the pregame warmups via intimidation. Whereas you know if you're familiar with them, that takes that edge away a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, Keystone Oaks is ranked eighth, but they have played them so many times to the point where they're familiar with their plays, they're familiar with personnel. So they're definitely going to have a little bit of more knowledge going into that game than, say, somebody from the other side of the bracket right. may have or out of section. Uh, so I, I, I agree. That definitely will give them a little bit of an advantage going into that. It almost like closes that gap between the yeah. seeds. And and they were it's not like they were destroyed in those exactly no they were they're competitive games they recognize certain things that other teams might not see until they play them a few times so they definitely do have that advantage. Let me see the fingernails you you keep flashing. (laughs) They're pink. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Are are they long? 
Yeah, I have my, I have like fake ones on right now. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, there's no way you're, uh, that oh, you no, can be, I, I can't play, I can't play basketball. Can't right handle the rock with the long nails. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. Uh, it might give you an advantage defensively, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Give me a few inches of a wingspan longer. <laughs> um, Bottom of the bracket or right side of the bracket in class 3A. Uh, Shady Side Academy is the number two seed. Uh, they defeated Mohawk in round one, 53-42. Uh, Maggie Spell, another big game for the Bulldogs. Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, the seventh seed, wins 46-41 over Elwood City. Morgan O'Brien with 14 points in that one. Bulldogs and Chargers Wednesday at North Allegheny at 6 p.m. The other quarterfinal game, Beaver Falls, a 30-point winner, 68-38 over McGuffey. They will take on Seton LaSalle, the Rebels, the number 11 seed, which you talked about last week. Watch out for them. They pull off the upset. They eliminate Waynesburg Central, 38-21. Um, to 21, uh, Addie Lonergan, 27 points in the Rebels' upset. Yeah, I think she was banging out threes that game, too. She had like six or seven. Um, and I, I seriously, I think Seton LaSalle is a team that, despite their despite their ranking, they can make it as far as their team wants. I think that if they play hard, they play together, that even though Beaver Falls is ranked third, I think that this is another game where an upset still could occur. Um, Maggie Spell had her thousands points against Mohawk. Great congratulations to her. I think both Olsh and Shadyside can both score the basketball, so defense will definitely play a big factor in that game. Yeah, uh, only a sophomore, too, Maggie yeah. Spell. She's... That's, a, that's a young thousand. Yeah, that's true. That's a young, young thousand. She's, and if they have a deep playoff run, she's well on her way. Oh, to, absolutely. Uh, 2000. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, uh, Shadyside, Osh, NA at 6, Beaver Falls, Seton, North Hills at 8 p.m. Uh, okay, 4A now. Uh, we're looking ahead to the quarterfinals. Uh, coming up uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Riley Calakay of Upper St. Clair, kind enough to join us to l- lend her expertise. 4A, um, four teams will be making their postseason debuts. Uh, top seed Blackhawk, number two North Catholic, number three Elizabeth Forward, number four Highlands will all be hosting games. These games are on Friday, uh, first or quarterfinal games in girls class 4A after first round buys. Blackhawk will play Greensburg, Salem. Golden Lions eliminate Hopewell, uh, 43 to 20. Mia Heasley, 14 points for Greensburg, Salem. And it will be Laurel Highlands against Highlands Friday at 8 o'clock. Laurel Highlands crushing Quaker Valley, 65 29. Maya Harris, 24 points for the Mustangs. Yeah, I think that I was really expecting the Greensburg-Salem-Hopewell game to be a little closer, but Greensburg played a great game. They, again, three players that scored double digits. That's really hard to stop when you're an all-around team that can all score the ball. You got a lot of threats. You got a lot of people you need to stop. I think that Blackhawks a great all-around team. Alina Facetti is obviously having a great year. So if Greensburg can keep playing great team basketball, they definitely have a pretty good matchup. But I think that Blackhawks are obviously favored. I think the Highlands and Laurel Highlands game is going to be a really good game. Um, I know Highlands, we scrimmaged them not too long ago. They can shoot the crap out of the ball. So if Laurel Highlands can play good defense, then I think that they could pull away with it. But if Highlands is on fire, then 
I don't, they're going to be a hard team to stop. Coaches for decades have always said that come playoff time, they want their team to shoot the crap out of the ball. That's, <laughs> that's a long time, long time theory amongst coaches. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if they're obviously they had a bye the first round, which I mean, in some aspects is an advantage. You get more time to practice, right. but others consider it a disadvantage because you're a longer time away from actual live games. But I think that they're a good enough team that a little bit extra of a break isn't going to dictate much for them. Right side in girls 4A, Naya Hayes scores 23 points as Central Valley eliminates West Mifflin 69-59. Up next, a trip to defending champion North Catholic Friday at 7 o'clock. And in the 6-11 matchup, number six knock over number 11, Belvernon, 45-28. Carly Butterball, 14 points for the Knights, who now travel to Elizabeth Forward to take on the Warriors. That's a 7 o'clock start on Friday. Yeah, but North Catholic and Central Valley are both two really good teams. They both have a couple players that are obviously their standout players. But I think if, if Central Valley wants to pull away with this one, they're going to have to play really good defense because Walker and Rocco can both really score the ball. They're both big defensive and offensive presences. We actually just scrimmaged Elizabeth forward. Um, they were shooting the crap out of the ball, too. Uh, we actually split with them. Uh, we did, like, little segments. We won three. They won three. So I think that Knock obviously, is another team that's really good. Uh, they had a big win against Bell Vernon. So they're a team that I, I don't expect to just let Elizabeth Forward win or by any means expect an upset. Um, so that, I think it'll be a good game. I think both teams have an equal opportunity that game. All these teams we talked about before we head to 5A um, have, with, with first-round victories, guaranteed themselves – a a spot or at least two more games or three more games actually they're they're hoping to win in the quarters and move on to the semifinals but even if they lose in the quarters they go to the consolation round where they'll they'll play at least two more games there's got to be Riley a lot of pressure in the first round whether you're the favorite or whether you're an underdog knowing that there's no net you know you're yeah, walking the, absolutely. you're walking the wire with no net, and then if you lose, you're done. Yeah, I mean, once you make it past that first round, I would, I, I think it is still a lot of pressure, but it's almost like a relief because you know that you still have a little bit more of your season to go, no matter what. But I, I agree, there's definitely that that extra added pressure of even for the higher seeds, knowing that if they lose, like they could be done for the rest of their season, especially for some of those seniors, knowing that they have a chance to play for a, either a lot longer or no more. So true. Uh, let's go to class 5A now. These quarterfinals are set for Friday night as well. Uh, top seed Oakland Catholic. It wasn't overly impressive, but they get the job done. They knock off a pretty good Penn Hills team. I had a chance to see Penn Hills beat Thomas Jefferson in the preliminary round game. They got a nice squad. Um, Oakland Catholic prevails, though, uh, 55-48 over Penn Hills. Uh, London Creech doing what she does, which is score a lot, 17 points to lead the Eagles. Historic game in the 8-9 matchup. North Hills defeats Plum by a score of 69-40. to Gia Minton, 17 points in the victory for North Hills. It's historic. Why? I'll give you a little pop quiz. Why was that an historic win for North Hills? 
First playoff win in a long time. Ah. <laughs> Assist to Danny Holzer. Assist by Mr. Holzer. Uh, 1979. 1979. That's a, that's a long time. I was, I was your age. For them. I was your age in 1979. That's how long ago. That was now, scoring, too. That's a high-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, 69-40. North Hills uh, wins. North Hills Oakland Catholic quarterfinals at Fox Chapel at 6 o'clock. The other game on that side of the bracket will be uh, number four versus number five. Number four wasn't easy for Lincoln Park. Oh, man. 43-42. They knock off Penn Trafford. Sarah Scott with the layup at the buzzer was the difference as the uh, Leopards survive uh, Penn Trafford win by one, 43-42. They now play Armstrong, the Riverhawks, 51-40 winners over Latrobe. Emma Paul, she's a good one, 20 points for Armstrong. That game, Lincoln Park Armstrong, Friday, 6 p.m. at North Allegheny. Um, yeah, I'm actually really surprised to see that Oakland Catholic Penn Hill score. I was expecting it to be a little bit of a bigger score gap. But, I mean, good for Penn Hills for putting up a fight like that. Um, I think that if North Hills plays good team defense and good team ball, just like they did in the previous game against Plum, that they have a good shot at it. Um, obviously, Oakland Catholic is a pretty dominant team, but nobody's guaranteed to win here. Um, the Lincoln Park game, that really came down to a close one. Um, but Emma Paul's really having a great season. She's leading Armstrong. So I think that that game could be super close, too. Yeah, four or five uh, usually is uh, yeah. tight. Um, let's go to the other side. Um, McKeesport, another team that uh, didn't blow the doors off anyone in round one. They defeat Hampton 49-46. Uh, Rachel Manfredo with 14 points to lead the Tigers. They will play number seven, Indiana. The Little Indians take care of business against Moon, 43-34. Uh, Bella Antonacci. Uh, former uh, player of the week. Uh, she had 18 points in the win for the Little Indians. Trinity, a tight one, 59-54 over Woodland Hills. Maddie Roberts, 17. The Hillers will face a familiar foe up next. South Fayette, two-time defending champion Lions, 55-36 over Mars. Uh, Haley Lamondi with 24 points. That game, Lions and Hillers will be at Peters Township. On Friday at 6 o'clock, McKeesport, Indiana, will meet at Highlands Friday at 6 p.m. Yeah, going up to the McKeesport-Hampton game, I think, I mean, obviously there's a huge seed gap there, but Megan Murray's a player who's not going to let a seed dictate anything for her game. She played really well. Um, I think that Indiana could definitely put up a good fight against McKeesport, um, but McKeesport is a team that's really going to push the ball and they're going to play fast. So teams are going to have to match that if they want to stick with them. Uh, Trinity, I'm surprised to see that that game was so close with Woodland Hills, but they had four players that scored double digits. I know Coach Cathy's big on team ball, so that was probably big for her. I think that that game could be a good game. Their matchups in terms of size are pretty equal. Um, it'll just be the guards, I think, that will really play a big role in that game as well. Yeah. Shows you the balance of 5A, right? You know, we're, we're talking all these other classes and 15, 20, 30-point victories in the first round. And just about, not all of them, but just about every first-round game in 5A was was tight no matter what the seeds were. 
Yeah, I mean, and there is a, a lot of teams that are, I mean, gosh, we just saw a, two, a seed two and seed 15 be within, what was it, uh, three points. Like, yeah. that's a really close scoring game for a seed that that's, that's split that much. Even Oakland Catholic and Penn Hills, I mean, that's not a huge gap for the number one seed and a lower seed. Good, good action. That's what you want. I mean, that's what we absolutely. Can, yeah, uh, that's it's good basketball over there. That's right. the type. Those are the types of games that are more fun to play in. The winner is challenged as they go on to the next round, and the loser can hold their heads high after uh, playing competitive basketball. Right. Yes. All right. Let's go into Riley's wheelhouse now. Let's move up <laughs> to Class 6A. Uh, these teams have uh, been doing everything they can to to try to stay sharp, whether it be lots of practice, whether it be some scrimmages here and there. Uh, these teams haven't played in nearly two weeks. Uh, we'll start left side, top seed Norwin. Uh, they will be hosting Seneca Valley, the number eight seed, Thursday. These games are all on Thursday uh, at 6 p.m. Other game on that side of the bracket, a rematch from a thriller last year uh, in the in the quarterfinals. Char Valley went to Mount Lebanon, had a big lead, and the Blue Devils came all the way back to beat them. Uh, those two teams, section rivals, will meet for a third time this year after splitting during the regular season. Thursday, 6 o'clock, Chartier's Valley at Mount Lebanon. Yeah, I mean, Norman's a team that's – they're a solid all-around team. They're all familiar with each other. They've played together for so long. They're definitely going to be somebody that's hard to beat on that side of the bracket. I think that they'll make it pretty far, if not all the way. Um, they pressure the ball. All, they will full court press you if they have to. So they're going to, that's going to be a challenge for Seneca. But I mean, again, there's nobody that's guaranteed to win. Levo CV, that's going to be a great game. Uh, we've played both of them this year. Um, we split with both of them. Uh, so we're pretty familiar with them. So I know that going into that, the matchups are going to be remotely equal. Um, I know CV has a couple girls that I think one or two that can't play because of transfer eligibility that may have been a huge factor throughout the actual season. So I think that that will help Lebo definitely a little bit because all of Lebo's players are eligible. So, but I think that that will be a game that's really going to come down to the fourth quarter. Hmm. All right. We'll take this one at a time on the other side. We'll start with two uh, and seven, two C Peters Township. Fantastic season undefeated until losing to Cannon McMillan in their final section game uh, of the season. 21 and one for the Indians. They will host Thursday, seven o'clock, uh, the Pine Richland Rams. What about uh, the Rams and Indians? Well, I know that Pine Richland has a couple of big girls that will definitely help them out a lot in this game. Cause I know one thing that's definitely huge for Peters is having two girls that are really big playing against girls that don't really, I don't know another team that has, two girls that are even remotely close to the size of um, Natalie Wetzel and Daniela Radolovich. So that's definitely going to be a big factor. I don't think Peters is used to playing against girls that are as big as them. Um, so I think that that could end up being a really, really good game. Um, and I mean, obviously their loss to Cannon Mack was an upset to say the least, but Cannon Mack is at the end of the day, they're a good team. They have a couple <clears> big <throat> girls too that are going to play a big factor in games like that. All right, I'm going to give you one more pop quiz. I stole you out of class, so I got to occasionally keep you sharp, right? Yep. So, Upper St. Clair visits North Allegheny. That's a 6 p.m. start on Thursday. Yep. 
Uh, these two teams, no strangers to each other in the postseason. What grade was Riley Kalake in the last <laughs> postseason, the last time Upper St. Clair did not play North Allegheny in a girls' basketball playoff game? Oh, man. All right. We've played them for like – all right, let's think. I was in eighth grade, seventh – I'm going to say like fifth or sixth because I know we've – Final been... answer is what? Say fifth. <laughs> it was fourth grade. I was so close. I was so close. They played – check this out. Obviously, last year you were part of it, the uh, yep. championship game won by North Allegheny. Uh, your freshman year, year before as well. Yep, semis. Yep, semifinals that you guys were victorious in. 2021 championship game won by North Allegheny. 2020 semifinals won by North Allegheny. 2019 quarterfinals won by NA. And 2018 um, quarterfinals, again, won by 18. So it's been since 2017. If my math is correct, I think you were in fourth grade. Yeah, I think you're, that makes more. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, but um, so uh, what's your what's your thoughts on the the Panthers and the Tigers in another playoff catfight? Yeah, I mean, NA is a good team. Coach Stepka's a great coach. They're obviously very familiar from playoffs. They've been there countless years in a row. But I mean, we're a good team too. We have two fantastic coaches that know what they're doing and we've had a long break to prepare for it so i think we're going to go into this game with a lot of energy a lot of emotion especially speaking of how the season ended last year um but i i think it's going to come down to a, a close game i think it's going to be a couple points i think halftime is going to be like back and forth i think throughout the game it's just going to be a matter of who wants it more i think that there's no one team in this game that's I guess, player-wise dominant. I think that we have some girls that are really, really stepping up and that are going to make a big impact in this game. And I think North Allegheny has some players who have been super helpful with them for the past few years and are going to continue to be helpful with them. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a matter of who really wants it more. Trib HSSN, 6 o'clock. You can see that game, the Tigers and the Panthers rematch of last year's uh, championship game. Uh, and, and a great point by you that, you know, at this level, the scholastic level, coaching is so key. Absolutely. Two of the best, Pete area of Upper St. Clair, Spencer Stefko of North Allegheny. And they're not only great coaches, they're great guys. Absolutely, so, yes. Um, a fun matchup indeed. All right, so let's uh, – let me just run this down real quick before we wrap it up. Um, Class A, we mentioned the um, – Thursday, the the quarterfinals. Monday will be the semifinals in Class A. Uh, championships will all to be determined, if you're wondering. 2A, um, Wednesday, the quarterfinals. Saturday afternoon will be the semifinals. That's the same in 3A. Wednesday, quarterfinals. Saturday, semifinals. Class 4A, Friday night and Class 5A. Both Friday night quarterfinals. And both will be Tuesday semifinals, and in six A Thursday quarterfinals, Monday semifinals. We're going to be not only recapping quarterfinals, but also semifinals and previewing the championships when we get together uh, next Wednesday. Riley, I greatly appreciate it. You've uh, you told me you'd do your homework. You did, <laughs> and you have offered some great, great information oh, to all of our uh, viewers. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me again. Seriously, it means a lot.
All right. Well, good luck to your Panthers. Uh, either win or lose, we will talk to you again next Wednesday as we continue the February frenzy. It's the Rebel Yell podcast here on the Trib Live High School Sports Network.